Everybody, it's Epic Beardcast right here. No, it's Guildcast. I'm Gary Gannon, GameBreaker.tv, the Guild Wars 2 show. Back again for another episode, episode number seven. Got lots and lots and lots to talk about today. ArenaNet finally giving us uh, some news to talk about, so let's get started. As always, uh, Massively.com's community manager, the one, the only, Ruby Bear. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good to see you. Thank You're you. excited to speak, I'm sure. And I'm very excited. Joining us again, I can't fit it all on screen, Sean Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That is one epic beard, sir. That is so great. Chatroom wanted beard cam. I've got beard cam. There you go. Close-up beard. I don't know. There's... And you know what? Check it out. It's got its own. It's got the whole screen, and it's still not enough room. It's still not yeah. enough room. It's like its own ecosystem. Just like stuff going on in there. There's civilizations just forming. And... <laughs> Ew. Ew. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's start. Let's just get into this. So, um, ArenaNet President Mike O'Brien dropped a post on the ArenaNet uh, blog Monday and uh, posted some news. The Guild Wars 2 fans have been waiting for uh, sort of, sort of something, right? Uh, we just still don't have a firm launch date, but he did uh, He did have this to say. He said, in February, we'll invite Select Press to participate in beta testing. And in March and April, we'll aggressively ramp up the size of our beta tests, uh, test events, so that many of you will have a chance to participate. And, of course, this all leads to the release of Guild Wars 2 later this year. So, later this year, confirmation 2012 coming out. Uh, everybody's happy about this one. All right, so let's 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 talk about beta first. Um, February select. They're saying it's invite select press only. What do you guys think? First of all, uh, Ruby, what do you think? Do you think that they're gonna open up the doors completely uh, for for press uh, as far as like a twenty four seven open uh, beta or for them, or is it? Do you think it's gonna be more of a, a specific times, weekends, certain things like that? What do you think? I cannot imagine that they're going to get that enthusiastic about opening up the doors as closed as everything has been so far. Um, obviously, I would love it if they just opened up the doors to all the press and said, here, go nuts. Um, that does not seem to be in line with what they've been doing. Not very So I think likely, it'll probably yeah. be much more limited than that. Sean's beard, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I <Whoa>, think. <laughs> what does the bird think? Uh, uh, um. Well, I think that um, I think Ruby's right. You know, it's going to be one of those things where, uh, you know, they can't let everybody in, especially when you define yourself as press. I mean, wh where do you draw the line, and you know, who calls themselves press and who doesn't? Uh, I, you know, we get nitpicky about it. I mean, massively is a, a collection of, you know, gaming enthusiasts. Basically, we're not, you know, professional journalists, and so I think Shut it's one up, of those. Shut up! We're things. press. You're press. Except for Ruby. Are you not <laughs> really? Are you not considered press? Oh well, I don't. We could get. I'm gonna kill you. We could do a whole show just on that. Just, just on trying to. Yeah, huh. it's one of those things that I, hurts I, me. But anyway, but I think that uh, I think that there are a lot of. I mean, there's bigger, you know, much, much bigger sites out there. IGN and you know, Games, uh, Gamespot, and all these that will be. <laughs> 
um, you know, very enthusiastic about the coverage. And I don't know if they're the ones that are, you know, if that's the select or if it'll be kind of the smaller ones like Massively or, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure. Um, but if I could just make a plea for Massively, please. Yes, I, I I would be I, I have to say I'd be somewhat surprised if some select press that may be considered smaller than the IGNs like even you know with massively and and I would hope even like Game Breaker right doing a show like this why would they not uh, want to let massively in why would they not want to let Game Breaker into something like this I mean we're behind their game I mean yeah, yeah. I, well, I and I mean we're going to actually be more enthusiastic and probably have long longer form coverage across like yeah. on, on a more consistent basis a lot of those sites you know they, they do i mean obviously they get a lot of they have a lot of traction because they have a lot of people that follow those sites but at the same time they're going to do like their they're not going to do nearly as much coverage as a site like massively would well yeah and but i think there are two parts to that number one they already know they have us you know what i mean like they know that we love ah, guild wars 2 and and they know that we talk about it all the time, and we we know like we're in there, so we know that that game is going to be huge. All right, this is in Guild Wars um, Guildcast canceled. See ya. See ya. <laughs> till, we, till we get some beta invites, we'll just we'll just go on hiatus. We're holding it hostage. Yeah, we'll just have a beard cam. We'll just you know put this up. This will be in lieu. We'll just every Thursday beard cam. Sorry. We'll take guys. it down. We'll take that down in exchange for X amount of beta keys. But yeah, keep going on that. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but yeah. Um. Well, but I think the other thing is embargoes. Um, you know, when you get, it, it doesn't really matter if you're a big press site or small press site. Um, you know, embargoes can be broken easily. And uh, these days, I, again, I could make another show about embargoes. But these days, there's not really a lot of uh, punishment if someone breaks an embargo. So uh, you'll see sites all the time breaking these embargoes. And and I think that they have to be careful and look back at maybe sites that have broken embargoes before. Or ones that have broken embargoes for other other games, and uh, and maybe exclude those. I, that's what I'm hoping. Anyway. That, I hope that, that they take that. And that I completely agree with. I mean, I yeah. we've taken a really hard stance here. Same thing. I know. I know you guys won't break embargoes, obviously. Like, and we 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 don't do that either. At Game Breaker. It's like people would send us, you know, videos and stuff all the time to like, you know, beta footage, play this, and we're like, no, we don't play that. And they're like, why? And it's well, it's not fair to the developer. These guys are working hard. This isn't for public consumption. Should they? You think they should take like, I don't know. Maybe they should sick the uh, the attorneys on people a little bit more and put a little bit more fear into these sites that are uh, that that are breaking embargoes. Or like you said, you just cut them out of the game. You don't. You, I think what you're getting you're getting more you're getting more like the bloggers, the the smaller stuff where it's just they're not professionals. I don't know. I mean, we've seen what we thought was an embargo break by PC Gamer, and now that you know. That's not something I want to argue right now because that's a that's kind of an opinion thing. Um, some people said they broke embargoes. Some people said that they were given the Head Start uh, information, uh, you know, and they were allowed to post it. So I don't know, but you know, we, we it could be anybody. And and again, mistakes happen. You know, we've at Massively we've actually done that before. We've posted something and there was a we didn't really realize that there was a you know something with the time zones and everything or, or kind of messed us up. But it was on accident, you know, and uh, right. and I. And I totally would imagine people do that too yeah i'm sure accidents happen but i am and i'm sure you're right about the other thing too about actually getting the inside word uh and the okay on the down low from from people on the inside that happens right i mean yeah i worked at fox news for years it happens <laughs> it really exactly. happens what do you think about an nda what do you guys think about uh an nda for for um 
for 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 game uh, for press. I mean, obviously we're gonna have to sign or if we get in, but I'm I'm just gonna assume. I'll, I'll just say we. We're just gonna we're gonna have to sign an NDA. So, um, but do you think they're gonna let press talk about it? I would imagine that's why they would be doing this. I can't imagine they would throw out an entire dedicated press beta, and they'd be like, "Okay, you can't talk about anything." I mean, otherwise, what's the point? I mean, a lot of press were in Star Wars for quite a while, and they weren't allowed to talk about it, right? And then they kind of got these, like, limited releases going, okay, you can talk about this class from level 1 to 10 only, and things like that. Like, they were told specifically, like, what they could talk about and what they couldn't talk about. Do you think we'll see something well, like similar like that? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, maybe, you know, tiers like that as far as a tiered NDA, like you said, like Star Wars did. Uh, I just hope we don't see what APB did. I don't know if you remember the original APB when it launched. It, oh, my uh, gosh. It's, they said that uh, press couldn't talk about the game. They couldn't review the game until a week after it was launched. Oh, I remember that. Yes. And everybody was like, are you kidding me? Like, you so know, ridiculous. Joe Schmo can start a blog and start and review it, and we can't. You know, I mean, it was just – it was un- unreal. Um, so, I mean – but if they only do it, but but in the, would they only? I mean, I feel like game developers would do something like that because the game wasn't finished and they knew it, and there was issues with the game, and they didn't want the issues to hit initial sales day. That's the problem, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't see that happening with Guild Wars. It's, it's uh, it seems like you know they've been going with this uh, <clears throat> this when it's ready thing for so long that uh, it seems like it's it should be ready. You know, <laughs> you're like you've been saying it long enough. <laughs> better just, be ready. Yeah, exactly. So Ruby, you're agreeing. You think you think we're going to see like sort of press is going to have beta where they're going to give a li- only like a list of things uh, that they can and can't talk about. You know, I can kind of see that happening, and I actually, to a point, I liked the way Sotor did that, um, just because you know there was this big build up and the press had time to kind of get everything ready behind the scenes, and then there was this big release all at once and everybody could talk and it was really exciting and it was kind of a fun time and it helps it, so it, i wouldn't mind seeing that and it also helps control the message right and what gets out there and oh, gosh, i think yeah. that it, you know it could become a disaster if you're trying to cover everything all at once um so what about uh what about the march and april beta events what do you guys think of this i mean i saw people talking about open beta i'm not seeing anything official like that they're 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 pretty much saying it's not going to be an open beta they don't even want to use that term at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sean? Yeah, well, it's just one of those things where, for some reason, someone took um, took their wording and threw the, you know, open beta label on it, and I'm not sure where that came from, but they never said open beta, and uh, and then they had to come back and clarify it and said, you know, we never said open beta. Uh, it's yeah. just, you know, expanding, that's all. Martin uh, Kirstein jumped on the, uh, the guru forums and had this to say. He said, we purposely didn't Use the term open beta. We mentioned beta events in general. Just purge the term open beta from your brain. We're not, we're not using that terminology as it is a wrong one for what we are doing. So, I mean, no open beta at all. Uh, Star Wars said the same thing pretty much. But remember towards the end right there, they, uh, they were like, but everybody will pretty much get in even though they didn't call yeah, it. Yeah, but here beta. are 75 million beta keys. Exactly. It's like, oh, it's not open beta, but pretty much everybody and their brother had like four keys. 
Well, uh, it's yeah. They never said anything about open beta, but actually, I'm gonna just be a little bit catty for just a second because Sean was saying, you know, I don't really know where that came from, but I saw so many press outlets that said ArenaNet announces open beta, Guild Wars 2 open beta. What's gonna bring the page views? Uh, if you say that, people are going to trample. I mean, people are gonna come running in droves. Hang on, I'm making. So I was. I'm, I now know what I'm calling this episode. Guild Wars 2 open <laughs> beta. There you go. It'll work. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you now. I'm doing is... it. So you can your reforms can get mad at me, but I'm going to do it. Well, that's kind of that's just kind of where I felt like that was coming from because the big some of the big sites that's what you saw them saying, and I kept going back because I was thinking maybe I missed something. And I was like, oh crap, I wrote this up wrong. There's open beta, and the more I looked, the more I was like, there's not. Nobody said that. Nobody <laughs> said open beta. They're saying the exact opposite. What do you think he? Yeah. So he mentioned these beta weekend events. I mean, do we know anything more about those? What do you What do you guys think those will be like? You think they'll just be fully open, certain levels? What do you guys think the weekends might be like? Hmm. I, I hope they um, do like uh, like Sotor did. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I hope so. I don't know, you know, for sure, but I hope that they do something like that where it's kind of like uh, they open a little bit more each time. It seems almost like that's what they're saying that they're, that they're going to do anyway. You know, opening it up throughout uh, the next few months. I can see that. I'm kind of thinking back to um, the campaign launches were before my time. I didn't show up till early 2007 around Guild Wars, but I'm kind of thinking back to when they were testing Eye of the North, and you had like and you had like beta weekend events. Um, and ArenaNet is very generous with their definition of weekend. It's usually like Friday afternoon until Sunday at midnight, or maybe even like Monday. And we just kind of had the run of Eye of the North for those times. So I don't know. Sean was like factions and Nightfall were those. Is that how that worked? Oh, that was a long time ago. I know. That that's was, why I'm uh... asking you and putting you on the spot. This is me oh, throwing you into the Swami bus. Oh, Swami Beard. <laughs> oh, Swami Beard. Please the... think back. Tell me how it is working Eye of the North. The beard was but a young goatee back then. So <laughs> he doesn't remember. <laughs> what do you think about uh, what other thing they said? Aggressively ramp up the size of our beta test. So sounds like the events are gonna are gonna happen, you know, pretty pretty often. And it sounds like you know they're gonna be a huge number of people gonna get in, you know, getting beta keys pretty fast. I mean, does that sound, kind of sound right to you guys? I mean, it sounds like towards the end, if you want to be in Guild Wars two, you'll probably be in Guild Wars two yeah. beta at some point. I think so. Yeah, there's gonna be. I don't know. I'm kind of sticking with my beta weekend theory, just in case. Um, and just every weekend, they let in a bigger number, a bigger number, a bigger number. And by the end of however long this is going on, it's going to be like SOTOR, like we were talking about, where everybody gets beta key. Something else that's happened since this uh, announcement, it's been happening for a while now, but now it's really ramping up. But there's a lot of warnings about uh, floating around about beta key scams, right? Is that just like ramping up now? Oh, yeah. The scams oh are just gosh, everywhere. I haven't jealous. seen any yet. Where yeah. you get it? Where are people? Where should they be looking at? Is this in their inbox or their email or these sites or what are they? Oh, they're like yeah. phishing emails. There's Twitter. People are tweeting it. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of times. Uh, uh, Regina is actually the community manager. She's pretty vocal on Twitter, and there will be like scam sites on Twitter, and she'll kind of call them out on it. You know, like please stop, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And like, be aware of this site, you know, this is, this is a scam. And uh, it, it's not so much pointing out specifics, but mainly she likes to remind people, look, if it's not officially on, you know, guildwars2.com or ArenaNet, 
then it's not official. It's not there. And that's probably the best way yeah. to think about it is if you get something like this, you get an email and then you think it's legit or if you see something and it intrigues you like on Twitter, just go to the Guild Wars 2 site. I mean, if there's any sort of beta announcement or something going on, it's going to be on that site as well. So don't just start clicking stuff. So apparently it's happening everywhere. What do you think they're trying to do? What, what are the most of those sites doing? Are they sticking like, you know, crazy software on your computer and like, you know, taking your past codes for everything else? Or do we know like what they're looking, like what, what kind of hacks they're doing? Probably all of the above. Probably all of the above. Uh, stealing, yeah. stealing your epic beard. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Except that. That's Except what it is. It's beard thieves. <laughs> All right, uh, so all of this leads up to uh, launch this year, 2012. Uh, Mike O'Brien had this to say about the launch. He says, um, this all leads to the release of Guild Wars 2 later this year. So welcome to the year of the dragon, the year of Guild Wars 2. So... Guild Wars 2, this year, definitely, the conspiracy theories are flying all over the place, going crazy. Everybody loves a good conspiracy theory. I think Alex Jones is all over this right now. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go through a, a few of them. So first of all, a lot of people have been saying that uh, Guild Wars 2 has been absolutely ready for a long time now, but ArenaNet were actually holding out for Year of the Dragon. So they're saying it's done, sitting there. They're just, like, playing it, keeping it to themselves. Waiting for Year of the Dragon. Now, we know Guild Wars 2 is all about dragons, but really, could this possibly, I, like... Could we... I picture them hearing this news, this theory, uh, the people at Arena hearing this, and just laughing. They're like, <laughs> oh, we wish. We wish we had that much extra time just to sit around and, and wait, you know? I, I imagine they, they're still, you know, they'll be tweaking it, you know, continuously. The night before launch? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. And, and after, yes, oh my gosh. That's the yeah. nature of an MMO. So we can just well, check was that actually, one, right? Yeah. I was actually like, making fun of that one with some friends earlier this week. I just, yeah, it's ready. You know, it's been ready for two years, but they hate money. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's what it is. They, yeah. like, funneling you know, money. Oh, we're not going to sell it. We're not here to make a profit. They're trolling us. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, that one just cracks me up. <laughs> All right, so next up, Mike O'Brien said, The year of the dragon, the year of Guild Wars 2. That was the quote that he posted. And then this started flying around. It says, since the year of the dragon is technic, it technically goes until January of 2013. Guild Wars 2 might not launch until then. Seriously, another year? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, could you imagine the 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 rage? Yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've been seeing it for the last few years. So yeah, we can imagine it. We can all yeah, say again, this is just ridiculous. Stupid. stupid. Done. Just yeah. wipe that one off. That conspiracy theory is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Finally, this one, and this is my favorite one. And I'm seriously. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. No, this is awesome. So this is a picture that's starting to pop up again uh, of these uh, jerseys, like sports jerseys, that are hanging up inside of the ArenaNet office. And there's three of them. And they're numbered. 28, 6, 12. Am I right? Did you take this picture, Ruby? I took that picture. Um, you know what? I didn't even notice the jerseys. What were you taking a picture of? I was trying to of? get a picture of that char. <laughs> oh! I didn't even see the char. I was paying attention to the jerseys. I was No, I was trying to take a picture of that char, but it was like 
press day and it was super crowded. Um, and that was literal. I mean, I could not move. I could not get my elbows away from my body. And that was the best angle I could get. And then I uploaded and everybody freaked out. And I was like, what? I, I no mean, idea. <laughs> and, and people were freaking out with a vengeance, right? I mean, people were just, they're just, they're, they're just going, this is, this is possibly, this is the date, right? This is it. We're going to say it's going to be 6, 12, 28 or no, sorry, 6, uh, 12, 28, 12. I can see that conclusion. I mean, yeah, but I took this picture in June of 2011. Who has a lunch date nailed down to the day? A, a year, year earlier. You don't yeah. think you don't think yeah. they you don't think they do that? You don't think they would have like a like a like a, like a, a gold hit? I think they would. A year out. Oh, I think they're laughing their butts off at this, but I don't think they did it. I think maybe they're enjoying it, but I think he's telling the truth. Well, Eric Flanham, he talked about it. Yeah, he had this to say. He said, uh, "Those jerseys are actually a tradition." Uh, we've had in our design department where if a member of our design team who uh, had been there for a while leaves, we'd hang a retired jersey on the wall for them. It says, uh, they used to be really crude t-shirts with names and numbers drawn on in pen, but when our soccer team had cooler jerseys made, we decided to order uh, some for them. The number is their last work day. Sorry to ruin uh, any fun conspiracy theories, but any relation between those numbers and uh, any kind of date is extremely coincidental at best. So, I, I, first of all, why didn't they just leave it like open? Why did they? Why, why, I wish they almost didn't say a word. Just just let everybody guess and hang out and have fun. I don't know, but are you guys convinced? Could, could it, is it just a huge coincidence? Do you, do you fully believe him? Yeah, I do. I yeah? mean, I think. You don't uh, think he's a real? Yeah, I mean. I, I think uh, I think it is a coincidence, but it's a funny coincidence. And like Ruby said, she didn't even see it. She just took the picture. And that picture is everywhere, by the way. Like, it's all over the forums. And uh, it's so funny because I look at that, and I asked Ruby the other day, I said, did anybody else take that picture? Because even, like, the way the guy is sitting there at the at the thing, and, and, and I look at her original, and I'm like, man, nobody's nobody's crediting Ruby. What's going on <laughs> up with this? <laughs> Actually, but, Guild Wars uh, Insider did, so yay for them. But, it, but it's more like blaming Ruby. Like, Arena Net's like, oh, Ruby, come on. Like, <laughs> well, I actually, the last time I talked to somebody from Arena Net, I was like, man, you guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I said, I didn't do that on purpose. And they were like, no, no, it's okay. It's kind of funny, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, it shows I you. It's just a coincidence. And it, and it just shows you how people are just chomping at the bit for any sort of information. Yeah. It's like, there's three numbers. It's got to be it. Yeah. Now, there's also another theory that this means June 12th of 2028. Oh, yeah, 2028. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. So it's not coming out till 2028. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Or 3006. I don't. I don't know. This is getting worse and worse. <laughs> Should we add them but all now up? No, we know it's this year. We know it's this add year. Them all up. Uh, Give an abacus. Yeah, something. Yeah. Like that. So basically, they're telling us that that's not. Uh, there's nothing to that. So we don't really know of a date yet. Um, believe what you want. I don't know. I don't know what I believe. I'll say it's probably not real, but I just I like conspiracy theories, so it's kind of fun. All right, so uh, press beta sometime in February, which is Yay. like next Wednesday. Aggressive beta testing uh, in March and April, and launch later this year. Uh, so basically, we're finally in the home stretch here, you know. But uh, there's a, there's a, some more. ArenaNet had uh, some more to tell us. This week as well, uh, Guild Wars 2 writer Re uh, Sosby had a, had a blog post about the Yotun race. That's how you, that's how you uh, pronounce it, right? Yotun? Jotun. 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 Uh, so they've been putting a decent amount of time and 
effort into fleshing out some of these like non-playable races over the past year. And I know Lorehounds like you guys probably just eat this up, but how does how does this apply to the game, so to speak? Because this is not a playable race. Correct? Well, yeah, that's correct. It's not a playable race. Um but in character selection, one of the things that you get to do is choose what race you have, not like an affinity, but whether or not you like or hate a particular race, uh, how you feel about them. So my guess is kind of that they're teaching you more about these races for that reason, so you kind of can make an educated decision. It's like your homework. And how, how is it? You got to do your homework. How is it delivered in the beginning of the game? Like, how are they going to bring up people up to speed who, who aren't, aren't maybe keeping up on this on the site to read this? I haven't a little... personally seen that part of character cre- uh, creation. I mean, they probably just give you a little piece of background and just like, you know, in a, in a paragraph or something. And then you just have to make a decision whether you like the Jotun race or not. And then that, that is that, that's actually going to carve out part of like your sort of personality, like character. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. And can I just say that I hate the Jotun? Oh, you hate them? That's why. I have no. Give me no some qualms. background. Yes. Thank you. They won't stop. They won't, they knock you down. They're in Guild Wars 1. Um, and they're these enormous, hideous creatures, um, and they are—they just—they have knockdown after knockdown after knockdown. It drives me—it just drives me nuts. What's so, what's their backstory though? Like, are they are they like totally evil? Like, are they just like why, or you just hate the knockdown? Actually, their backstory was kind of cool. They used to be—they're descended from a race of giants, and that's like the very short version of the story. But you can read uh, Ree's whole thing on the blog post. But they're descended from a race of giants, and they had command of magic. They weren't as advanced as some other races. Um, but they were all so concerned. I mean, there was a lot of infighting. I mean, there's no honor among thieves in this in this race. Um, and it was just a total drive to advance their own clan or their own family. And it got so ruthless that they eventually just killed off um, like the mages. I'm losing the word at the moment, but they killed off their magic men. Um, and the race essentially devolved over the years because of the infighting. And the, it's kind of presented almost as a cautionary tale. This is what can happen if you don't work together. Sean, do you think this is going to, with your character personality, when you make these decisions in the beginning of your in, of, of gameplay and you make your character, is this actually going to carve out um, like your story arc, your personal story within Guild Wars 2? Yeah, I think it's going to have a lot to do with it. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't know if you remember like the old days of Ultima. Um, I think Ultima Four, a couple other ones were like that, where it was it, your character creation was basically, you know, a series of stories and how you answered them uh, gave you instead of just saying how much strength do you want, how much charisma. It was kind of like, you know, you you form your character through these stories, and that's you know the basis of who you are, and then from there. You know, when you actually play the game, you play through your storyline, and I think that's a really interesting way of doing it because it's uh, it's just a lot more uh, organic, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I think I think like like Ruby said and you said, we're getting presented these uh, lore, these backstory things to kind of get us ready for that, um, you know, and 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 kind of help us prepare while we wait for the game to launch and see what, you know how we're going to make our characters. Does that possibly mean, though, like maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but does that possibly mean that um, when you create your character, you may or may not see different sort of uh, storylines and arcs that would make you want to go back and make totally different choices like this, where you'd you know, like, you know, I, I played that I, you know, hated the Jotun. 
I may have missed a whole different experience that you experienced. Is it almost like rolling an alt where you'd want to go back and roll another character and choose a different different path, all different choices on who you like and who you dislike to kind of get a completely different role or story? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine I that's... very likely. Yeah, that's going to be a big part of it is um, replayability. I mean, that's something we've been missing in a lot of games, uh, you know, over the last few years, but uh, this seems to be a big focus. Huh. That should be really interesting. That's a really interesting way to do it, especially when you start having conversations with it. Like, it's obvious in Star Wars, the old Republic, you know, that the storylines are going, well, I just rolled the next class. But this is actually, like, from a multiple set of different different questions that you're going to answer. Hmm. Uh, refinished up uh, by relating the race's uh, history to the players and the overarching story of the game. Uh, she said, uh, showing the decline of a race from power and civilization to primitivism... Uh, all because they could not stop fighting among them among themselves is important to the game's theme. It illustrates what might happen if the player character races can't give up their old arguments and unite against the threat of the elder dragons. So it sounds like e- even random lore has a solid place kind of within the whole story. Um, they've really thought a lot of this through, it seems. Um, Anything else to add to this? Not really. Just that it's cool. It is cool. <laughs> we like it. Very cool. All right. Let's do some viewer questions. First up, Michael Hood, Hood, Gald, wants to know, uh, is there an option to just kill all the char? I hated them in Guild Wars, and now they are playable. No! I'm going to make a char, and I'm going to name it Michael Hood Gold. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, he's rolling <laughs> over and he's having nightmares right now about the char. Why, uh, for, 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 new, uh, for new people to the show and maybe, again, not people who haven't played Guild Wars 1, I know a lot of people hate the char. Uh, they were not a playable race, obviously, in Guild Wars 1. Uh, why did people hate the char so much? Why is this such sort of a controversial thing that they've now added it as a, as a playable race? Hmm. Ruby, you want to take this one? This is a, a nice lore one here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, and I actually can kind of sympathize with him. Um, the basic storyline is that you're introduced to Guild Wars 1. You can only play a human character in Guild Wars 1. And you're introduced as a human character trying to defend your territory, trying to defend your homeland against the Char. And, I mean, that's literally how the entire game opens when you buy prophecies, is that the Char are trying to kill you, and they're ruthless, and it's awful. Um, So the Char are presented as the enemies, and you're shown the destruction of your homeland, and it's all very sad and heart-wrenching, and it's a continuing thing throughout the game. And how are they bringing that into two now? So how does it now make sense that players actually get to play them? Well, the Char technically, and I hate to admit this because I'm, you know, so invested in the storyline and I, from a human point of view, technically the Char were there first and we came along and drove them out um, and they took their lands back. So that's kind of the thing. And there's there's like a shaky, um, not a peace, there's like a shaky truce between the humans and the Char at this point um, once you get to Guild Wars 2. So it's a playable race. I'm kind of right there with him just because I did play a Char for a little bit. And the opening, um, the opening battle in the char is that you are fighting the ghost of somebody who was an ally in Guild Wars One, uh, Duke Baradun's ghost, 
and that was somebody that helped you and was an ally and that you got to know in Guild Wars 1 and now you're killing him and taunting him about I can't remember the exact taunt but it's like you know we're gonna kill you and drive you out of your homeland again and it's very very sad from a human point of view but isn't doesn't that make for great story I mean that's sort of like you know when they put you in those it was a great story no, I said it bummed me out yeah that, well that that's what I'm saying it's good when it can pull on those like you know on those strings those emotional strings yeah. that make you go like Man, this feels bad. This feels wrong. Like that's that's like that's, and it does. That's good. That's good storytelling, right? That's good writing. That's why people would probably want to play it. I know. Yeah, like, it's very good writing. I then, was choked up when I finished playing. I, I'm telling you, the other lightsaber game. When I when I play Dark Side, I, I I sometimes feel bad. I'm just like, I can't believe I just shot that kid's dad. Like, what's up? He didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. I just killed his dad. All right. Uh, next up, let's uh, Sander. Yeah, Sander. Uh, Sander Van. <laughs> Sander Van asks, uh, "Do you think the NDA will be lifted during the press beta, or would the press have to wait with uh, news and reviews until a later date? What option makes the most sense to you?" I think we kind of covered this a little bit. I, I, I don't think we're going to be. I don't think anyone's going to be allowed to do reviews, um, and I think it's probably going to be uh, gated as far as the information goes. Right? What do you guys think? Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, like you said, we covered that, but I think uh, a lot of times, you know, the most recent games have been gating the the different tiers of of NDA lifts. Uh, I think SOTOR was kind of uh, a little bit more strict on that, where they had specific, very, very specific things that you could talk about at certain times. Um, You can't review an MMO, you know, in beta. So people are going to try, you know, but you just, you can't really review an MMO at beta, and even on on launch day, you can't really review it. So, I, maybe they're trying to control that a little bit uh, if they, you know, choose to do uh, tiered NDAs. Tell me this: What do you guys? I was so hoping you'd go there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do, do how do how do mo- most other companies an early beta? Like I've been in a lot of betas, but not press betas. Early on, did they put press in earlier? Because I know some companies actually do the opposite, and they want to put in press much later because they don't want to tarnish the press's view of what it is and get these preconceived notions, seeing bugs and things. I, I, I'd seen other companies do this the opposite, where they they don't open up press until almost the very end. Well, I'll tell you what it is: is it's uh, uh, from what I've seen, it's based on the uh, the size of the game. You know, you get like very small, unknown uh, free-to-play games that will let you in alpha. Like they're they're like here, you know, play our game, play it, play it to death, do whatever, you know, explore everything, and then you get the, you know, the the AAA highly hyped games that you know everybody's excited about and they're very meticulous about what press knows at what time which way do you guys prefer it i mean i almost prefer like i mean of course i always want to be in beta but i think it makes total sense actually to keep press out of it until a later date so i'm actually surprised they're their their start reading it is starting with a press beta instead of having it having all, all the press wait till the end and see the most polished product to put like the best sort of vision of it ingrained in your head as a writer well, what do you think they're trying to? If it's, is it just because? Oh, no, go ahead, Ruby. I mean, do you think? But do you think that this is because they really just want to start getting the word out right off the bat? Well, I think if we're launching this year and they're getting ready to aggressively ramp up the beta, I think it probably is polished. I mean, keep in mind they've been in alpha testing for ages, so somebody's already seen this game. I mean, there's already been the first closed beta. Um, and I think it's time to start showing it off in a big way. I think and I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to speculate on launch. Never mind. Forget All right, it. you're Forget not going to go there. Thing. You're not. You're gonna. But you're I think there. it's very, very polished, and I think it's ready for the press to see it. And I think that the, this kind of tells that they want to get the press in first, which 
I'm going to speculate say that that probably means that they are absolutely going to allow press to talk about it in some fashion or form. They're going to start ramping up the, the PR marketing campaign, and that starts with press right off the bat. So I would say that's why they're doing this. All right, last up. It shows up, they're confident. Yeah, and it shows that they're confident. You're right. Uh, last up this week from Brandon McGee. Brandon asks, uh, in Guild Wars 2, part of the story is getting Destiny's Edge back together. So do you think they will be fighting side by side with you when you fight Zaitan? What do you think, Ruby? I think I'm going to be exceedingly disappointed if they're not. <laughs> After all that work I did to get them back together, that is the least they can do is help me. <laughs> you agree, Sean? Yeah, yeah and we've seen things like this before with the heroes. You know, in Nightfall, uh, you're you know you're playing alongside Koss and helping him out, and Dunkoro, and you know you're kind of helping the NPCs out on their stories to get you know, and then you get them together in your group. And so yeah, I think that that's something that we'll see again. Sean Schuster, editor in chief at Massively.com, and his beard. I need a lower third just for the beard. I wish I would have made one. I'll have one next week. I'll make a lower third just for your beard. <laughs> Uh, go over to MassLV.com, get all your uh, MMORPG news and everything like that. Of course, it's MassLV.com. And you now have a Twitter, sir, don't you? Yes, Epic Beard, E-P-Y-K-B-E-A-R-D. <laughs> you really should just, just tweet in the beard's, like, voice. Yeah. That's it. It's not Sean, it's the beard. Role-playing a beard. Exactly. Ruby Bear, follow her on Twitter at uh, Ruby underscore, don't forget the underscore, R-U-B-I underscore... Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And you can follow me on Twitter at Gary Gannon. And, of course, you can follow GameBreaker at GameBreakerTV. We do the show live every single... What's today? I'm kind of tired. Thursday. 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 No, I knew that. Uh, everything, every single Thursday at 6 Pacific. So come on over. Hang out for the live show. It's a whole different craziness. You can see shenanigans of beards and who knows what else pre and post show. Guys, have a great week. We'll see you next week for Smart Guildcast. Bye. See you. See you guys.